swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! then folks welcome back once again to the this is trammy a podcast we are back after a short break the boys are back in town the lads are back together uh, my name is matt hibbert at my hibbert on twitter at this is trammy on twitter and we are joined by the illustrious podcast panel mr big time himself ph paul harper and mr jake keogh how are you fellas good a lot better than i was about a month ago talking about trammy yeah, yeah wasn't, all good. Was, all good. wasn't wasn't good last time me and Paul did this was after the Hartlepool game which I think we felt was um, sort of papered over the cracks that wind and it was that late Tom Davis header on 4th of September yeah. that so pretty much yeah like five weeks ago um, and then it, there was the Rochdale result away which was a terrible, it was a terrible performance wasn't it we really I think that was the, the turning point then we beat Leeds in the uh, Leeds under 21s in the EFL trophy and then since then the Salford game which I wasn't at um, I was at me mate's wedding. I was a groomsman, best man at a wedding. So I was otherwise engaged. But you might that, not have many friends to pick from. Well, you know, slim pickings in it, a bit like our, our striking situation a couple of weeks ago. It, 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 um, I, I didn't see that. Did, did either of you go or watch the, the Sulphur game? Because by all accounts, that was the one where people said that was the performance that we've been waiting for all season, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's just not not cup Salford. Yeah, yeah. Salford. Yeah, on yeah, the 18th of September. Yeah, I think it was probably the first signs of you know that things were going to improve. You know, there was a, an upward turn in in performance and obviously a good result as well. But um, yeah, I think the last last few weeks we just seem to be seem to be clicking. It seems to be getting better and better, and hopefully, you know, that can can uh, can continue over the coming weeks. Yeah, the Sol the Salford one. That was a mad game, wasn't it? That was the two Reds. Yeah. Off. Um I actually thought both of them could have easily not been a red card as well, to be honest. Yeah. Once we score early and then the red card happens and I'm thinking, Fucking hell, we're gonna win this one. <laughs> we might we might win this one. Um, and then Spio gets sent off and oh, hold your horses. <laughs> Hang on. Seen this before. Yeah, played this game before. There we go. Um, but even with te- I come away from it with the two lads I sit with saying, weirdly, we look better with ten men. And I don't know if we've had every. I don't know if Mickey 
cottoned on to that and we've started every game since with 10 men. Ah, that much, yeah. But that sending off was the turning point in our season. We we drastically improved after Jay Spearing got sent off. Even when he's been back in the team, so it's not a Jay Spearing dig. That little 60 minutes with 10 men was the turning point of Tramia's season somehow. Oh, let's go back to the old 99-2000, um, get that we only need 10 men banner back out. I mean, we have been picking up I mean, Chris Merry himself is a one-man yellow card machine, isn't he? Fantastic. If he's starting, get that, you know, Chris Merry to be booked. I wonder if anyone listening can tell me like, what odds he's been to get booked because he's a guarantee. It's, it's great to see a player like that still existing. But um, our form then, in the last, like since then, literally, we've gone, played five in the league, have we, since then? Let me just double-check. So that was Salford. Um, do, 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 do. No, oh, we're in fixtures here. In Colchester, yeah. yeah, so is that four? Played four, three wins, one draw, and yeah. the draw was away at Forest Green, mm-hmm. which is not to be sniffed at. And I thought, you know, that, no, I think I'd take a draw there. A draw was the fair result, I thought. I thought both teams had chances. We both hit the woodwork. It was a good game of football. <laughs> you know, it's, I remember watching it, and we, I was a bit like, because I hadn't seen the Sulphur game, and I thought, we look like a decent side here. And I think it was the case of. Mickey's, you know, had to, you know, he's found the formation, he's found the system, and he's found the players that fit. And I remember looking at the bench like a month ago and going, there's no options there at all to change the game if we need a goal. And then the Salford game in the EFL Trophy last week, last Tuesday, that was our reserve team. And I remember looking at that and going, that's a strong side. And that's basically our reserve 11. And I looked at the bench on Friday and thought, that is a strong bench. It's mad, isn't it, how in a month everything's changed. And now you look at the league table now, and I think results certainly went about as good as they could have for us on Saturday uh, in regards to the teams around us. It's, it's still so tight, like, isn't it? It's only 11 games in. But after the start we had, and how shambolic it felt a month ago, to be sat in fifth place, I would I would have bitten your hand off a month ago to be where we are and playing how we are. And we'll get to it later, certainly, but um, the strongest defence in the history of the universe. I think there was a team played in, on planet Jupiter about 3 million years ago who had conceded five at this stage of a season. But other than that, I think it was Jupiter FC, so they were the top team on Jupiter. Other than that, in the history of the universe, I don't think a team's ever conceded less goals at this stage of a season. So that's good, isn't it? Not quite sure what to say to that. To yeah. <laughs> and that's just talking about Peter Clark to be honest we'll, we'll yeah. tell the rest of the things later yeah I think uh, the thing with him is that he seems to be getting better which uh, <laughs> close to 40 is something you probably wish we would have moved back to Everton now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, you seen the film leading goal scorer as well just add something to it have you seen the film The Curious Case of Benjamin Button Paul where he, he realises that he's going ageing backwards, he's getting younger. He was born old and ageing younger. Because, um, Paul, how old are you? That's, you know, I don't want to bring up your age. How old are you? Um, I'm not going to tell you. Late 30s. Just, mid to late I'm, 30s. I'm late, uh, yeah. I turned 37 last month. The same day, I'm the same... Um, you're two years older than me, or not a year older. You're nearly, you're getting there, aren't you? Put, put it this way. 50, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look a day over 50, does he? I, I'm a year younger to the day than Steve McNulty. We've got the same birthday. So I turned 37 
on the 26th of September. And um, Peter Clark, is he 40 now? So I'm three years younger, right? I'm in a state. I play football twice a week. Like, I'm in a state, like, after the game. I know that he's a professional now, but it says something, doesn't it, that some players like him can carry on playing at the level of, you know, I know he's playing lower than he has his whole career really here, but still. You look at someone, I would like, look at Wayne Rooney now, retired age, what is he, 34, 35, someone who didn't look after themselves. And I just think some people, some players have really wasted a good five or six years of the career where they could have carried on if they'd look after themselves. And certainly for someone like him, he's earned good money probably throughout his career, hasn't he? But not mega money. Being able to carry on for an extra three years and then, you know, another what? 200 grand, you know, 250, another quarter of a million pounds, whatever it is, even if it's, you know, 150, 50 grand a year, whatever. It's not to be sniffed at, is it, in the grand scheme of things? You know, he's got his, his, PFA, his PFA pension must be bloody great as well. How many years has he been playing? Over been 20. Playing the last 25 years. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's putting the rest of the PFA's kids through college, isn't he, just with his contributions? But like, like you say, take, what a professional and what a leader. And, um, you know, Tom Davis is has become his partner. He's, I think he's 29, 30, so he's not young, but, you know, Cogley at the back, what a, what an asset he's become. He looks a real player. We just suddenly look, don't we, all over the pitch. The only one way to say, obviously, and it's what we said all season, is, is up front getting the goals. We've only scored eight. But when you only concede four, eight wins your games, and we have started scoring more in the last couple of weeks. We've scored two in the last three games, haven't we? So, Things are changing. What have you made then, lads, of, of the the striking situation, the young Elliot Nevitt coming into his own recently? I really think it'll click for him. I honestly really... Because, do you know, when you watch him, he does a lot right. And he, he works hard. He's getting in the right... And obviously, don't forget, he's still adapting. Yeah, he doesn't look out of place, does he? Playing Sunday League, and the level he was playing at was... His Saturday League level, Warrington Islands, in the grand scheme of things, aren't very good. You know they're not much best. They're not much level, better than like a Vauxhall Motors. Yeah. So he's gone from playing at that level where again he played Sunday League. Most of the players at his level all played Sunday League to now playing professional football day in day out. And I genuinely think he's actually started well for for where he's come from. And I I think it's going to click for him soon. I really do, and I wouldn't be shocked to see him hit well into double figures across the season for league goals. Because I think once it clicks for him, he'll score goals. I think you look at like the goals he did score. He took his, he- his header really well, his goal against Oldham really well. He can finish. Like There's no doubt about that. And you, you see it with strikers all the time. You have the purple patches where things just start bouncing for you in the box. And he said, he said in an interview himself, Elliot Nevitt, the goals don't move. If you can score, you can score. And I think there's going to be a point where he becomes like, he's already like a bit of a cult hero. But I think yeah. there's going to be a point this season where he's like massive. And I hope, I'm obviously, I think he's the one player who's joined us. Because we haven't had anything really like exciting come through the, the ranks for a while, I think he gives you that same feeling. I think because we've got him from from such a low level, it's like he sort of feels like one of our own. I can't remember the last player at the club I wanted to do this well. Paul, what do you reckon? Yeah, I totally agree. I think he's done exceptionally well. I think, the, you know, when 
when he was brought in, he would have been a, as you know of use to develop him um, and bring him through very slowly, and then thrown in at the deep end, first second game of the season was it? Um, and he's he's starting now week in week out. I think he's I think he's his work rate is unquestioned. Um, he just lacks that little bit of finesse, the little bit of. Um, you know, getting into the right positions, making those clever little runs that you do. You know, look at someone like James Vaughan. He was always in the right place at the right time. Yeah. But I think that's something that he's going to, he's, he's developed so much in that short space of time since he's been with us that I think he's, he's definitely going to develop that. He hasn't yeah. missed a chance, has he? He hasn't like had a one on one or a clear chance and missed it yet. No. And I so, think. As Jake said, he knows where the goal is. He scored, you know, tons of goals, you know, lower down, um, and yeah, just the, the the kind of work rate and desire. And he's obviously loving being a professional footballer, which is really nice to nice to see. But yeah, um, I think he's um, he's got a bright future, really. He's a bit like Paul. I mean, you, he's a bit like you on the on the Crown Green Bowl scene, isn't he? How, <laughs> you know, he's come from nowhere. And taking yeah, the crown green balls, so, yeah. you know, from but then I suppose the difference is, like you said, most of the we all love him. From what I've heard from my inside people on the crown <laughs> green balls team, Paul, you've ruffled a few feathers with yeah. your big time attitude. Yeah. I mean, you, you oh, I think we touched on it in the last part, don't know if you heard it, Jake, but he's going around Paul, um, on the, the crown green balls scene in the northwest, and he's referring to himself as the David Beckham of crown green balls, Jake. Have you heard this? No, I haven't. But I will say this: I've never heard anyone shout "Put your balls away and go home," and Elliot never pull. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that shouted at you many a time. He's been. I mean, honestly, I, I, all I'm saying is, when the Crown Green Bowls World Championships come on on BBC oh, once a year, from um, you know Barry from East End, this and Son Inside So Strong, I'm I'm expecting to see PH there big time. What's your entrance music going to be? I'm going to uh, knock you out by LL Cool J. No, I've not really thought about it. Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Maybe something by Two Unlimited. Oh yeah. Can me and Jake be your corner men? Do you like in boxing? And we'll come out. We'll do a. We'll do a Gracie chain out. Arms on shoulders. I'll have your spit yeah. bucket. Yeah. Wear a gum shield. Right, Paul. This one you just got to fucking roll it. Okay. Just yeah. roll it. <laughs> come on, Paul. But let's yeah, make it more revolutionary. Oh, go on. Just to bring it back <laughs> in. <laughs> On topic, uh, I think he's 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 done really really well, and he's he's getting better and better. And I think having someone like Mickey Maynard, who is a you know he's proven you know very good season pro, in season pro goal scorer, whatever. Um, obviously not not done it um, too much recently um, in terms of injuries and stuff. And, and obviously he's getting on a bit as well. But I think somebody having somebody like him on the training ground and working with you know Parky and um, you know the the other strikers at the club, I think he's going to come on. He's only going to get better and better. So he's he does a lot of things really well at the moment. And I think it's just that that little you know the 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 X factor if you like. You know, getting in the box, being there. You know, when the ball drops, it's it's you know it's instinctive, isn't it? You know, someone like Aldridge and Muir always had that, and I think he's he's gonna he's gonna pick that up, and he'll be a, he'll be a cracking signing for us. And uh, yeah, 
think uh, it's, it says a lot about um, you know recruitment. You can you know looking at all these loan players from Premier League teams, and we've plucked someone from well nowhere really, um, and he's doing a really good job. And you contrast that with the not wanting to have a pop at anyone, but Paul Glatzel come with a big reputation, you know, big, mm. um, you know, lots of hype about him in the in the academy at Liverpool. And, yeah, Dill hasn't really pulled up any trees, has he? And he's, he's really struggled. No, so he's... It says a lot, you know, you don't have to, you know, aim, you know, look at those those top teams for, for, for top players. You know, there's, there's some really good talent lower down. He looks. Um, it's a really, it's a really interesting comparison there you make, Paul, between Glatzel and Never, and it, it almost raises the question of the whole, you know, like the way football is now with youth players getting put through, you know, these youth systems from the age of ten or you know, age of five, kids are getting put in youth systems. And say you you go into the Liverpool youth system at the age of five, and you're there, and you're there for till you're how old Glatzel is he? Nineteen, nineteen. So you're there for fifteen years in the youth system. You get a baby's the wrong word, isn't it? You're mollycoddled, but it's it's safe. You're in a safe system, and, and like you say, you're playing. And as much as they say about you know the the under twenty one games and the other youth team games, it's not proper, is it? They get oh, the amount of them that I've said this for years. That the amount of players who are in like the England schoolboys or England under sixteens, England under seventeens, all the way up to twenty ones, and then they just like disappear. And it's like, how can you be the best player in that position in the country at eighteen, nineteen, twenty? And then suddenly be not good enough to even play League Two or National League football. There's something wrong with the whole system, and I think it sums it up. And I, none of us want Glatzel to be poor, but he just has looked weak, hasn't he? And the never one is you know, Glatzel might have a better first touch, and might have a better football brain and stuff like that. But when it comes down to the bread and butter of you know League Two football, Elliot Never looks ten times the player, doesn't he? At the minute, anyway. I hope Glatzel comes good, and we see that quality that you know that has, but. He's been. He's looked weak, hasn't he? And I guess he's looked like a, a boy in a, in a game of yeah, men, hasn't he? At the minute, that's the, that's the problem, and that's obviously why you know the clubs send them out on loan to to get that development. But as you say, a lot of them struggle, and you never see him again. Well, where's that Woodburn now? He's a heart at the minute. Woodburn. Did he? Is he on loan there? Is he? Yeah, um, but. Going back to to Nevis, I think obviously genetics comes into it. He's a big lad, but yeah. I think that's another part of why he's done so well and he's kept his place in the team because he just does the basics. I, I, I can't think of the first game. I think it may have been the Salford game, the first game. Of, um, like I yep. really like properly like saw him, stun him, um, and if you watch him, he's he's not as tall as. This, no, do you know what it was? It was a Newport game. When I watched them, the first oh, time got, properly, like focused. Yeah, I think that was the first time he started properly. Yeah, and do you know what? He was always back into the defenders, ball into feet, and knock it back off. And it was like it was almost like watching a very experienced striker play, just without like the the attack position in the box. But even still, he had two headers in the second half. Balls whipped in where he's beat his man, and them Newport centre offs aren't fucking small. No, beat his man and got a good header off twice. But it, where he's able like that physicality, and he's just 
he's willing to do the dirty, run about, stick his body and get his body in front of the ball and just do the basics. And I think that goes a long way in lower leagues towards being a pro without scoring the goals. And well, I think, as I say, when the goals come, he'll be raved about. What I think in terms of how he plays reminds people of, he's kind of an amalgamation of Cookie and Nors, isn't he? In that he's got like the work rate of a Nors, but he's also got like the hustle and bustle of Cookie, if you know what I mean. Do you remember how yes, Cookie is just like Cookie? Yeah, yeah, like the strength. He's a real. He's. I think the word to describe him is he's raw, isn't he? He's a real raw yeah. like talent. And like you say, I, I think Mickey and I think the the coaching staff at Parky, those the, the lads who we've got here, and Maynard, someone like that. It, he just needs pointing, doesn't he, in the right direction and going. Here we go. This is it. And like you said, the level he's come from. This is the Elliot Never podcast, doesn't it? It's become, um, which I'm sure will delight some of our fans. But it delights me to be honest. I'm a big. Well, I think, you know, I'm a big Sunday League man. And yeah, he's a Sunday League man. I'm, well, he is, I'm like, never through and through. You see, exactly. I think we can all. Every one of us has played, you know, Sunday League at one time or another. And it's that one of this sort of thing doesn't really happen anymore. Vardy happened, didn't he? Like ten years ago. But you really don't see from the level he was plucked from. Is I think a lot of people, even fans of the club, don't appreciate how low a level he was plucked from. And that's not a negative at all. It's a positive. It, it's, you know, but it baffles me as well that players like him, there's so much talent playing in non league. Jake, you all know, there's so much talent playing non league around Merseyside. Oh, it's insane. 100%. There's players who, who, who are better than, certainly, I still watch a lot of the National League on BT Sport. And um, there's players, there's players even I play with who I just thought, what are you doing? But And then, you know, a lot of them, you speak to them and they go, well, I'm working. I work five days a week, you know, um, as an electrician or, you know, carpet fitter. And I ain't, Elliot Never was a carpet fitter, wasn't he? And he was like, I ain't good money. And, you know, he might, they might have had offers from like League Two and National League clubs, but they go, it, it's worth my while to stay playing part time and keep my job. And I think, you know, outside of the big leagues, I think people, the, the money that's on offer, unless, you know, one of the big clubs with money like your Wrexhams and stuff like that. There's a lot of lads who just go, no, and I like playing. I don't want to play professional. And it's bonkers, isn't it, that that is a thing. But um, good luck to them. I know a couple of lads who, you know, they used to play semi-pro. They played like Marine and Vauxhalls and a couple who went and played over in Greece, lower leagues and stuff like that. And they could have played. Do you know what I mean? They were, they were much better than me. And they, I remember looking at Tramio in the National League and going, Jesus Christ, some of the players we were signing at the time and some of the teams we were playing against and just thinking, how have these lads made it? And... Yeah, that's for another podcast, I suppose, isn't it? But I was I was waiting for the they were much better than me, and I scored seventy five goals in a season. Seventy, mate, seventy, it, seventy, it seventy. How many times do I need to tell the story? I went to the last day of the season. <laughs> we were playing Sorgal Athletic um, on the big pitches in Wallasey. Uh, do the big open pitches behind like the, the old car dealership. When you were at West Kirby, yeah, I don't know what we were doing. Derby, West Kirby Sorgal. Yeah, it was, but their pitch got fucked by a tractor going over it, so they had to play all the games in Wallasey. Mad, isn't it? That's a hell of a way to go. And I needed a hat trick on the last day. I had sixty-seven goals and scored one in the first half. And I was like, it's "Not." Oh, I was like, "I'm going to get two goals second half." Scored a good one, and the third oh, was just two second half. You're already on sixty-eight. You're in hard to come by, weren't you? This was classic, though, Jake. It was. Do you remember David Nugent's got one goal for England? Yeah. where he like kicked it in over the line this was another one of them someone had a shot and it was going in and you've never seen me sprint 
it, I was like Usain Bolt in the 100 meter final to just tap it over the line. And I was like, yeah, top off there, just like, way. I think we won like 8 0 or something like that. And it was one of them where we were short of a player, but like my best mate's cousin was up because I think it was like end of the season. So it would have been like May half term or something like that. And it was like his cousin was up, but I'm like, right, he's going to have to pretend to be someone else. He's registered. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, they're not going to awesome. notice that he's, he's not even got shorts on. He's playing the whole game in tracky bottoms. And we had to call him, yeah, we had to pretend it was army Ian, but oh, good times, Paul. Thanks for bringing that up. 70 goals. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so things are looking up. I was actually looking to go to Harrogate next week on a Tuesday. Sold out. We sold it out today, didn't we? Sold your way end out. So that's Carlisle. It's tiny. I'm not surprised. They've just announced Harrogate sold out as well in like the last couple of hours. So the next two away games, unless they release more tickets, which yeah, I think Carlisle has got. um, You can pay on the on the day. Can't pay on the yeah Harrogate. I don't think you can because we've been given the terrace behind the goal and like some seating to the side. So I might have to watch that on the terrace. I was thinking of driving there as well. It's supposed to be a really nice area, isn't it? Quite rich, quite affluent. You know, your kind of people, Paul. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. Your kind yeah. of your kind of brethren. Yeah. Um, so what are we thinking then? Now that we have the season we sort of set, we always say get to ten games, don't we? That's the old cliche. Eleven games in now. Obviously the goal scoring issue is is there, but it's kind of been taken care of. You look at it, the, the league table, we played eleven, won five, drawn three, lost three, four, eight. We've got eight, but we've only conceded four, which is, you know, Crazy, both our, crazy. Our, our games are averaging just over a goal. Again, goal fests, mate. They call them that's what they call them in the biz. It's yeah. still incredibly it's tight. They, they call it entertainment, don't they? Well, the jam it's bad did. That yeah. We've scored eight, and our last three wins have had six of them goals. <laughs> yeah, that's not <laughs> so. Look, it's clear we have turned the goal scoring corner, and you can see the chances we're creating in the games as well. You know, we, we, we created quite a few on Friday, didn't we? I thought we should probably just talk. That was the last game we played Friday. It was a real... Um, did you both go? Uh, Paul, did you make yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It was a real feel-good atmosphere in and around the ground. Obviously, the October Fest thing was on, and that was a huge success. But them 6% pints were strong, weren't they? Jesus Christ, you're blimey. Um, and then it was a real party atmosphere. 7,500 there on a Friday. And I went the halfway after, and... Um, Boy, did things get lively in there. Jesus Christ, you're blimey. It was great, though. Like, everyone was buzzing. Everyone was singing Tramia songs. Even people who were in there who weren't Tramia fans, we were getting, we were in the, the bar bit on the corner, not the big bit where the pool table is. And then um, it was one of them great moments where, and this is, I thought about uh, football cliches to the podcast about watching football in the pub, which is a great listen. And I don't, but it was Sky Sports News was on. And obviously it was European qualifiers on. And then all goals came on you. They're just the, like the highlights, and everyone just turns to the pub. And you know, as Hawks is going across the box, everyone just goes whoa, and it hits the back of that way. And Clark said it goes in the highlight, and everyone just going crazy. And someone actually shouted, um, "Hibbert gives us a song." Hibbert, Hibbert gives us a song. And I thought, this is my moment. This is my time. So oh, I started on the song. on the first day of Christmas. My true love gave to me, and Ian Gordison. And I was like, right, if people join in because it's a big commitment. You're going, it's a five minute song, this isn't it? If you're going all the way through, and we struck. Well, I must have that was your song you started. You wouldn't have, exactly. And there was I didn't a few want looks. That level of commitment. I just wanted a little Sue Iomi or something. Uh, well, so for the first couple, 
it was yeah, it was struggling. We were hanging on, and then by the time we got to the first five, got it. From that moment on, me, it was absolute pandemonium. The woman, the the landlord, landlady of the halfway, sort of filming. I think I hope she put it on like the halfway the halfway house even got an Instagram. Surely not on the MySpace or the Bebo page. Um, and everyone was just buzzing, and it was great. Everyone was smiling, and it was like you felt that the corner had been turned in the weeks prior. But if it was an official turning point of the season, I think it was Friday, and now. We go into three big games, don't we, over the next week. And looking at them, Carlisle, they've just sat the manager. I think the third bottom, are they? Just check the league. Yeah, third bottom. Only, you know, like eight points less than those, but they've been poor this season. Harrogate, I think, will be a real test on Tuesday. That's a – they look a real good side. I thought they looked a good side last season, to be honest. Um you know, they're, it's the second year in the Football League, but they're well-backed, aren't they? They've got a good manager and they've got good players. And then Northampton at home the following week. So three games in seven days. Carlisle away, Harrogate away, Northampton at home. Is seven points too much to ask? Or is that a fair thinking from there? If you're looking at promotion as your aim... Seven points. Um, six or seven points, definitely. Got to be... Yeah aiming for that in terms of the goal scoring just to touch on it I think uh, you briefly mentioned Cogley before and I think his partnership with McManaman is developing really well and Cogley is turning into a, an amazing signing I really really rate him I think he's been fantastic I went to Warrington in pre-season when that partnership was on show mm. and McManaman was cutting in a lot and Cogley getting around him and I was watching it then being like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. This is going yeah. to be the best thing ever. And then it never happened for the first like five or six games of the season. When Callum Mack was starting, which weren't very often, he was playing in different positions or different, like the shape yeah, weren't right. That it never really got the chance to sort of grow on until three or four games ago. Cogley for a, where we talk about recruitment before Paul considering he never really had he was a bit Birmingham fan so he said didn't he? he was like 25 he'd never really played like more than a couple of games for I'd never I'd clubs. never heard I'd never no, heard no I haven't I don't think anyone really had that's why no. I'm like so impressed with the recruitment and it's like have we fluked that one where's <laughs> he come from because he won't be here next year well Let's not get carried away. Arsenal come in with a 10 million bid. Yes, please. We'll have that. Well, if we're singling out, I don't want to single out players, but we kind of singled out Nevitt, Clark, and then um, Callum Mack and Cogs. We kind of singled out Nevitt. We talked about him for 20 minutes. Well, it was the Elliot Nevitt podcast. <laughs> Kieran Morris, since he's been moved into almost like a number 10 position, almost like a free role, he's been roaming about, hasn't he? Yeah. I've always liked he plays his best stuff. Yeah, we've, we've always liked Kieran Morris on this podcast, haven't we? And I think you're seeing the quality that he offers there. I mean, was it um, his little trick for the opening goal in the win against, it was the 2-1 Crawley at home, set up Clark for the first header in the first half. That was incredible skill. And just his tackle for, for the, the first, first goal on Friday, yeah, on the halfway yeah. line. And the experience sprays out to, to Hawks. But then, on the same token, these lads who, who've come in on loan, I think Hawks, you know, he needs well. that. I've been like waiting meg- to mention him. I think yeah. he's been 
a, a good um how, That's what we needed. we needed that on the on the left hand side, didn't we? Good good ball, he's been yeah. a large part of the turnaround as well. Yeah. Trying to get it. I think I think he's come in and done very well. Which is obviously good to see. Obviously I hope I don't know if I want him to do too well because Sunderland are only a league above and may want him back if he carries on. Yeah, well but they've got a couple out on well. They've got that, that Jack Diamonds out on that Harrogate. So they've got no shortage of decent players. He's out of contract in the summer, by all accounts. So it's one of them, isn't it, where if he has a good season with us, he obviously likes it here. So, yeah, it just suddenly, the squad looks a lot better, doesn't it, position-wise, now that we've got this style of play. Again, the only one, again, where you go up front, you know, you've got Maynard, Nevitt, Manny. Um, Am I missing one? Sure, we've got another strike, haven't we? That's all. No, I'm sure there's someone else. Yeah. Like, no, did we sign it? Uh, we signed another one late on in the window, didn't we? Walker. Oh, yeah, the man who hates us. Yeah, well... To speed, but I, I like the look of him, and he's from Middlesbrough. I like these lone players from the northeast, good calibre, good pedigree. So, yeah, do you know what? It, it's a world of difference from a month ago when me and Paul last did this. It's on the up, it's now we really do have to kick on. We, we haven't won away, so we need you know, we really do need to get a result on Saturday to sort of you know, a first away win of the season. And then, Harry, I'd take a point at Harrogate, I really would. I think a win, a win on Saturday. Carlisle take a point at Harrogate and then get back to Prenton Park and beat Northampton take seven points at, at six yeah maybe Paul and I think the Harrogate game's the one where we'll find out where we are really but Carlisle's never an easy place to go was it and last year, the game there last year was a crazy one wasn't it we nicked it late on with that Vaughan goal yeah. so and then even the year before that you know, the the um, well two years before the, that was a, a real when we were still on the high from the promotion, where it went there and won two nil. Davis saved the penalty. It was a real crazy away game. So let's hope we can go and get another result up there. But things are looking up. We look like a decent side, and hopefully we can kick on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm getting. Um, I just got a text there off Tash, going. Uh, you said you'd be done by seven. It's literally just gone seven o'clock, hasn't it? By like the yeah, six fifty-five. Been in the draft, hasn't it? Yeah, and I've got to go out. It's pitch black outside, and I've got to go and barbecue chicken, peppers, and mushrooms. <laughs> so God we're not going over 20 minutes to talk about Elliot. Um, well, that's me and you. We're doing that. Paul's got to go on the Crown Green Bowls podcast in a minute, hasn't he? On BBC, <laughs> BBC a Sounds. Little, um, one little note I would like to bring up I seen on Twitter about an hour ago. Um, Super Connor Geno, yes. yes. fantastic man. The world's best footballer. The world's best footballer. <laughs> All in one. Great to yeah. see, isn't it? Uh, really is. Made up that he's uh, he's on the way to recovery, so yeah, best wishes to him. Like, uh, he's literally just tweeted that. As he, I'm literally looking at a canvas right now with his yeah. winning goal in 2019. What a hero. Yeah. What a lovely fella. Yeah. I've never mentioned it, which yeah. I mentioned every time. <laughs> the official spokesperson for Connor Jennings. Yeah, just yeah. a top hey, guy. Connor, if you need an agent, 
I, I don't know much about getting you any good deals, but I'll make sure every manager who ever wants you knows you are a fucking lovely person. I tell you, he's a top, he's a top lad. Yeah. Top lad. Great for the dressing room, heart of gold. Well, do you what? Without plugging, we should. I want to do plug a couple of other podcasts, Paul. You did a little thing on mental health day, didn't you, last week? We yeah. couldn't get together for We did want to speak about it. Um, the Man Marking podcast, obviously, their main topic is mental health, you know, and particularly men's mental health because it's, you know, it seems a taboo subject. So go and give them a follow. They've done some great podcasts recently. They are Charmy fans as well. Yeah, they're Charmy fans. Well, a lot of them, they, they, they've had some big names on big sports stars, you know, big TV presenters and actors and that, but they do, a lot of recent ones have been with Charmy fans yeah. um, and they're great listens. So go and give them a follow. Obviously, um, totally. yeah, um, Trip to the Moon, subscribe to them. What is it, like a pound, whatever. It's not much money. They're putting out some great ones with ex-players. We're all coming together, Paul. Stop the infighting. Yeah. It's not the wrestling war of the late 90s, WWF versus WCW <laughs> and ECW, is it? We're all, we're all pals here. Um, yeah. Plug each other. And then, and when he's saying we're all coming together, stop the fighting, Paul, this is really aimed at you. Stop yeah. the fighting. Okay. Well, if, we, right. if, we, if, we, if we print screen some of the things he says in our group chat about the other podcast. Ooh. Jesus I, Christ. That can't be sponsored, Ed. I had a text off Matt Jones from Trip to the Moon recently saying, four o'clock in the morning, by the way, Matt, saying, Go on. Would you please come and get Paul? Oh. He's in the front garden. <laughs> get outside. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't surprise yeah, me, the man. Yeah. Pissed up on you on probably expensive imported bourbon from the States. <laughs> sort of money he's making. Put on like yeah. a little... A little Tory night out somewhere with Boris Johnson or you know you know what all them ones like. Uh, no, 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 you've, you've gone too far. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you've gone too far. I'm we not could gonna... call him a big time guy. I'll call him a Tory not... too far. <laughs> I'm not having that. The line has I've, been crossed. I put up with so much shit. On it, <laughs> and I'm not, just, I'm not having slanderous. Come on, the record, Paul Harper is not a Tory. I'd like to put that out there. Before the views plummet, the listeners the record. Officially on the record, he is the David Beckham of the Crown Green Bowl scene. That is a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the only thing we've ever said about Paul, which is a lie. Yeah. Everyone else is true. His range, he backs that range, his gate community. And where is Olderly Edge you living now? I'm not giving out my address again. Yeah, good point. Yeah, the haters will come and get you. The Trip to the Moon podcast guys will be able to pitchforks and Molotov cocktails. You'll drink them, won't you? The Molotov cocktails. You bloody love, loves the bloody big pissed up big time Harper. Um, right then, we should definitely get together. Maybe sure. Should we do it again like midweek next week? Then we can recap Carlisle and the Harrogate game. Probably wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, we should. We should say like we haven't done one of these just because like <laughs> we're all incredibly busy. Oh yeah. Well, um, Weekends are pretty much. Um, yeah, I'm back working Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, it's difficult. So yeah, probably midweek is is ideally what we'd like to do, but obviously things can change. Yeah. So don't want to be making loads of promises like we did last time. Well, you uh, <laughs> not fulfilling. You, Paul Harper. Um, Paul Promise Breaker Harper. Yeah. Letting the fans I mean, down, Paul. I know. Paul PB um, Harper. Yeah, I think. Um, after Harrogate would be a you know a good sort of as you say it's good be a good marker for the team and it might be a good point to uh, to reconvene and see you know if uh, 
if the the progress that's seemingly being made yeah we can kick on or whether the wheels have fallen off let's <laughs> hope not well i mean paul you've been my busy genuine with you know your personal life you know your job your crown green bowls jake you're all over the fucking country with work you know you're doing up your gaff i'm back to work busier than ever and as well me and tasha at the minute in the process of buying a house and that is let me tell you something anyone who's ever bought a house will tell you what a fucking palaver why am I paying all this money to someone who, like, they, they, honestly, I, why didn't I not train to be a solicitor who just done house moves? Oh, oh, we're, doing the, we're doing the searches. What are you doing? Why am I paying you a thousand pounds? What can't I do them? I'll, I'll get them done in a day, mate. Give them to me. I'll do them in a day. I've got nine, you know, I'll, I'll crack on. Oh no, it takes, takes six to seven weeks for us to get them done. What are you doing? Searching on Google. What are you Searching doing? Searching for what exactly? Yeah, what are you doing? You can't. This is the thing. It's a closed shop, mate. It's a, the whole. Oh, it's a scam, mate, isn't it? Oh, I've been annoyed. I've been annoyed for eleven weeks solid since we had the offer accepted, and I'm just like, for fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, Evan, you know, try and get this back on track. A bit like Tram, yeah. Evan's back on track. Come on, we're all. You know, you're, Jake, you're out of prison now, aren't you? It's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Who'd have thought today? Yeah, we'll just don't... What? 20 years, but good behaviour got out in three. <laughs> this country, Paul, hey, that's what you voted for. People say the justice system's a mess. I say it isn't if Jake's out. Exactly. But I'm not wrong. Innocent man. Innocent until proven guilty. Although you were proven guilty, weren't you? <laughs> enough about, enough about. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting, oh, okay, yeah. It's only a matter of time before Tash comes and gives me that, but she just stands in the door and looks at me like a Chucky doll. Or well, the thing from the, what's that, the ri- thing from the ring where she comes out the telly and, like, kills you. That's what I'm dealing with here, folks. I was going to say throw something at her, but don't, because that's how I ended up in jail. Yeah, exactly, and that'll just come back at my head twice as fiercely. Um, go and give us a follow on the socials at Matt Hibbert on Twitter at Matt Hibbert 17 on Insta at This Is Tramia on all the social medias at Paul Harper 82 and at Jake Keo double H the boys are back in town Tramia are back in town and it looks like hopefully we turn the corner three big games this week we'll be back next midweek to recap Carlisle away and Harrogate away hopefully six points uh, but I'll take four out of them to be perfectly honest right let's go and enjoy the rest of our Thursday evenings I'm in work in a couple of hours fuck <laughs> Any tune requests? Um, leave it with me. I'll text you a great one. I'll look forward to that. It won't be anything like that's usually played in a club. Oh, so I'll, definitely, I'll just um, I'll put Paul Harper's Crown Green Bowls theme tune on. What was it Dickhead yeah. suck my dick? Was it that one? <laughs> it is. Gonna, I think it should be. I'm going to knock you out. LL Cool J. Don't call it a comeback or. Yeah, so my, gags, my darts, Matt, my darts walk on would have been no limits. That, that's a Hello, <laughs> oh, so I'm going to knock you out. You must have a remix of that somewhere. You've genuinely, got a remix of everything. I genuinely got sent one this week. It wasn't the greatest, but like it was such an aggressive... I know it's an aggressive rap, but this remix was so aggressive. I was like, fuck, I can't play that. Like Everyone will just start scrapping. <laughs> All out brawl in the bar. Yeah, and it'll be my fault. So Paul did just say there that your darts walk on music is no limit by two unlimited. Yeah, would That's have been, bad... but somebody else has already got that. Ah, oh, and yeah, you can't have it unless you so. unless you challenge them to a duel and, and win it from them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, leave that with me. What was it? One by two unlimited. Um, get ready for this. I got the space yeah. one. Someone must have that as well. Um, You're ready for this. So yeah, that would have the alley pally bouncing.
Yeah. yeah. I'd also have the Crown Greens. Where is it? Like the Beechwood Civic Centre. They have that in. <laughs> what's, it, what's it called? A Potter's um, Social Club or something? Oh, um, it's the phoenix club (laughs) paul will be competing in robot wars at the phoenix club next week no doubt um right then enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend we'll be back next week with the carlisle and harrogate games people have been waiting for this paul you know up the fucking stamina see you later mate 